Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another IMCO with myself, Jonathan Chan. Now, for those of you who joined, who's, this is your first IMCO. Well, let me explain what IMCO means. IMCO is an acronym for In My Christian Opinion. Now, just to let you know, this is my own Christian opinion. Only mine. So I'm not saying that this is the absolute truth or this is the big T truth or this is it. There's no other opinions around. No, I'm not saying that. It's just basically my own Christian opinion. Hold on. Sorry. This episode and any IMCO is not sponsored by this company. I just got a free cup. Mm. And also, uh, before I move on, apologies for the background noise. Apparently, uh, our gutter cleaners are finally going to conclude their cleaning of our gutters today. And uh, it's a long story. Just Let's just say that... Uh, yeah, it's been a long process in cleaning our gutters uh, due to COVID, apparently. Apparently, COVID is the excuse of the day for anything that's related to trades and the delay in services. Go figure. So, <laughs> IMCO, in my Christian opinion, uh, what do I do on IMCOs? Well, I provide my own Christian opinion on what topped the news this past week. Meaning, from the last IMCO till now, what happened, what topped the news this past week that uh, that I could offer my own Christian opinion. And unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, actually, is uh, the Truckers Convoy. Uh, the Freedom Convoy that came, that went from here in BC all the way throughout the provinces and they ended up in Ottawa and it's still going on. They're apparently on their 13th day. It's February 9th and they're on the 13th day and they are not going to leave. Uh, they want their voices heard. As you can see on that picture just before this guy, they even want to form their own government. M m some of them. Okay, I was corrected from the previous one. Well, I wasn't corrected. Maybe I wasn't overt enough or, um, or even explicit enough. Uh, some folks are uh, want to form their own government. Now, those folks that you saw there were the organizers of the convoy, and they gathered and said that we want to form our own government. These guys right here. What? Right? And uh, you go, you're scratching your head. But that's not the point for today. What really is the point today is the topic of mandates, the topic of protocols, mandates. In other words, the rules. Now, uh, some, like here, they're protesting over at the Ambassador Bridge right now and blocking all the traffic from getting to and from the Atlantic provinces. It's this guy right here and some other guys. This is a Premier uh, Jason Kenney, who is the Premier of Alberta. And yesterday, the Premier of Saskatchewan also made an announcement saying that they will remove all COVID protocols, all the rules in place that govern uh, COVID. And, re and if you read the articles below, including here and in other articles on Global TV and City News, there were mixed reviews, right? Some people say, yay, but a lot of them, including businesses, did not like it, uh, which is ironic for businesses because you would think that businesses would love these uh, release of protocol um, measures, but they were very cautious, just like everyone else is, of release, like just getting rid of all the protocols. And so it's all about protocols, these rules. And then also this gentleman right here, one of the MPs of the Liberal Party says that enough, enough is with the protocols. Let's just 
whether it be gradual, whether it be immediate like Alberta, whether it be gradual like Saskatchewan, or whether it be these cautious steps like our province here in BC, we really need to remove these COVID protocols soon. Protocols, rules. And so coupled with that, for what topped the news this past week was all these protocols and should we reduce and these measures, etc. Coupled that with the freedom convoy of the word freedom, because that word has been tossed around a lot lately as well. That actually got me thinking about, okay, what is the relationship between rules and freedom? And what would a Christian or how should a Christian see these rules and freedoms? Like how do we define rules and how do we define freedoms in my Christian opinion, in a Christian opinion? So let's go to it. Uh, as Oh, by the way, before we do that, in the previous episode of IMCO, again, I made a, re- uh, a reference to the truckers' convoy. and But it was nothing about the truckers' convoy. It was about... This an ex- that the truckers' convoy was an, an example of the age we live in, which is the age of reaction. Uh, funny thing happened. So whenever you post things on YouTube and Facebook, you get comments, right? Uh, you get a lot of trollers out there as well. And I don't delete them because, hey, you know, they have every right to speak their mind as well. But I realized that they were actually an example of what I meant by the age of reaction. They thought that, and they wrote that I was really, this, that my whole IMCO was blasting, was demoralizing, demeaning the truckers' convoy and all the protests. That had nothing to do with it. I was just talking about that we were in an age of reaction and how should a Christian share the gospel, present the gospel in this age of reaction? It had nothing to do with the truckers' convoy, but case in point, their responses at the bottom, all those comments, including those that told those commenters that they are wrong, that they should have watched the episode. It was a great example of us living in the age of reaction. So if you are curious and this raised up your eyebrow, go to that IMCO. It's on YouTube and it's on my uh, Facebook as well, on Computer Disciples Facebook. Take a look at the comments and see for yourself. We are indeed living in an age of reaction. Just look at those comments. Anyway, let's move on. All right, so we're talking about freedom and rules, the relationship between the two. So my take on freedom and rules. Number one, well, I'm going to borrow John Wick, the movie John Wick, because (laughs) I just love how they um, define rules. Basically, what um, in general, uh, why we have rules is to separate us from the animals. That's what in the movies that John Wick always referred to. Rules. Yes, rules. We have rules to separate us from the animals. Well, okay. So rules are there to um, prevent chaos, make things go round, make things turn, uh, make sure that we don't kill each other or eat each other like animals. And, you know, just to prevent chaos, just to maintain peace. That's what the general consensus, I think, of how we see rules, right? Uh, We obey traffic signs and traffic lights because, hey, we don't want to be killed, nor do we want to kill somebody with our big beasts of weapons called cars, right? And so, therefore, we have rules. We have rules in place to uh, play sports, right? Um, If you do not have rules that are specific for hockey, that 
you won't have hockey if you don't have hockey rules. You won't have baseball if you don't have baseball rules. You won't have football if you don't have football rules. So the sheer essence of rules creates this space where it's safe, order, and also to fulfill a particular purpose, right? That's what rules are there for, to maintain peace and order, and also to fulfill an essence of a purpose, such as a game, a hockey game, or a football game, baseball game, whatever. Now, that's rules in a general consensus, right? What's freedom, though? Well, it's to be free, to be able to freely be, to, to freely be, and in the 21st century now, uh, right now, if at this moment, take a snapshot, to be freely, to freely be who you want to be or feel like you want to be uh, or the desire for you to be. So to be able to be free, and to be who you are or who you believe you are and, uh, and the desires for you to be uh, who you are. So what is the relationship then between rules and freedom? Is it just merely to uh, govern us so that we won't become animals, but yet freedom not to be animals, but to be who we want to be? So it's like the rules provide us with a canvas of enabling us to be free of who we want to be. Right. See, this is where it gets really confusing and complicated, right? You see how it's so hard to define freedom and rules and put them together? Because if you want to do whatever you feel like that you want to do, and if you feel like uh, to do whatever you believe that, you've, that you, who you are, then, what, then where do rules come in, right? And then, uh, so... For example, if I feel like I want to punch somebody in the face, I cannot do that because there's rules. But then punching somebody in the face is exactly who I, what makes me full and a full human being, right? So why can't I? Because the rules tell you, am I really free then? Am I really free to be who I want to be and do what I feel like doing? No, because there's rules. So, we're, so how do these things play out? How do you balance each other? Now, I'm sure there are tons of papers and articles and journals uh, just talking about this philosophically and politically, and I'm sure there's some legal papers as well to talk about it. However, this got me thinking in a Christian sense because I'm a Christian, and some of you know that I'm also a pastor and also run a Christian organization called Company of Disciples. No duh, it was on the opening scene. So... In my Christian opinion, how do a Christian, how should a Christian look at freedom and rules? Okay. Freedom often mentioned in the Bible, in Scripture, especially in uh, the, uh, throughout the, the Bible, is that there, your freedom seems to be mentioned quite often. Freedom, especially the word statement, freedom in Christ. And it's interesting that freedom in Christ is always put together, thank God, they're together, freedom in Christ. So freedom to do what then? In Christ. Because in Christ is the boundary or the rules of engagement. Freedom, but within Christ, within Jesus. All right. So what does that mean? Well, we have freedom to do what then? We have freedom to be fully who God created us to be, to be the person that God created us to be fully, to be able to, we have the freedom to just 
grow into the person that we have, we, that God has created us to be. But freedom in the confines in Christ, meaning that our freedom is governed by Jesus. Jesus' character, Jesus' personality, and who Jesus is. So we have freedom to become who God created us to be, to be fully of who God created us to be, to flourish within the, uh, to be who God created us to be, but within the confines of Jesus' character and personality, which can be summed up as love your neighbor as yourself and love and sacrifice, which we submit to each other. So when I talked about freedom to punch somebody because I just feel like doing it, I can't in a Christian sense because that's not what Jesus would do. My freedom is governed and provided with boundaries of who Jesus' character is. And Jesus would not punch somebody just because he feels like it. No, instead, he would let that person punch me. He would let that person punch himself, punch him, because he's just that person. He's that loving and that merciful and gracious. So freedom for, in a sense, for a Christian sense, when we say freedom in Christ, what does that mean? It's to be free to be to flourish and grow into the person that God has created you and I to be. And apparently the fullest person to be is Jesus. And in Christ, we are bound with that. Our freedom is bound by Jesus' character, which is love our neighbors sacrificially. And yeah, and to sum it up, that is basically bound in that, to love our neighbors as ourselves and love them sacrificially. And so uh, with regards to you know rules and freedoms, it's completely different from what uh, what the general consensus is. Like rules is just to get out of chaos and freedom is to do whatever you feel like doing. No, in a Christian sense, our freedoms, yes, our freedoms, uh, we do have freedom, but our freedom has a point. It has a purpose. And that is to become our full human potential of what God has created us to be. And it's within the boundaries of Christ, who is our ultimate rule. And, and Christ, uh, Jesus' uh, personality, Jesus' character, his, that can be summed up as love your neighbor as yourself sacrificially. All right. Uh, where am I getting at this? So with regards to freedom uh, today and with regards to the rules and regulations and protocols and how the, every premier is right now, figuring out uh, whether they want to reduce the protocols or not. I wonder if it'd be easier or a lot clearer if they were governed by the whole idea of this freedom in Christ. That do these rules that I provide or do I implement or when I implement, are they uh, for the purpose of enabling people to be fully who they who God created them to be and also govern by loving their neighbors as themselves, loving sacrificially. Does it encourage, nurture, and promote Christ's character when I give out these rules and regulations? Or is it just to create, as some would say, divisions and just in not enabling people to love each other and their neighbors? And is this freedom more about like, like letting people to just do what they feel like doing? Or is this freedom to enable them to become uh, to flourish 
and become and grow into the person that God has created them to be. Who knows? Anyways, that's my Krishna opinion for today. I'll let you dwell on this. And if you have any comments, reactions, or responses, please feel free to put your comments below on this uh, Facebook video or on the YouTube video, which I will be posting much later on. Have a blessed week.